Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me tell you something. We got problems all over the map. We got problems everywhere. Nothing is going smoothly right now. It's mm. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I don't know if that's how I want to start my hump day off with problems everywhere. Well, I'm all sorry. Over the map. I'm sorry. We're, we'll, we'll get to the football in a second, but I just got to vent for one second. Go if ahead. If you'll allow me. I'm listening. Uh, honestly, I have had these two things on my eye for a month. It's a sty and apparently now a second sty, and it's multiplying. Mm-hmm. And I cannot get rid of them. And yesterday I woke up, I looked like Woogie. From uh, there's something about Mary, and this thing's getting bigger by the moment. I go to the doctor again, second time in four days. Can't do anything with it. Can't cut it open. Can't get rid of it. Can't do anything because if it does, it's going to make it worse. And then I got to take medica- more medication now, and now I got to put uh, extra, uh, like some kind of ointment on it. Okay. And now uh, if I if I hear the word hot and the words hot. Compress one more time. I'm going to shoot someone. I am out of my mind with this thing right now, and it just it looks horrible. I mean, in the effort to try to be a good teammate, I didn't want to bring it up, but this thing has been going on for about a month now. At some point, we're going to have to give them names. Yeah, I mean that's where we're at. Mini me, to make like matters, you said. To make matters worse, I mean, don't you have a wedding you yes, have to go to this weekend? That's the other problem, and it is a a, a real issue at home because it is my niece's wedding. We love this kid. She lives out. She uh, the wedding is in San Diego. Uh-huh. Looking forward to it. It's going to be an absolute blast. My wife has been looking at me for a week. Things not gone yet. Well, you should go to the doctor again. And maybe we need to get rid of that. All she is thinking about is the wedding pictures. And yeah. I don't blame her. Well, they don't even call them pictures. They call them the optics. Oh, the, well, the optics. That, that's they're ironic. Not even, they're not called pictures. These optics I, I, are not I, good. I found out a couple of months ago. They're not even called pictures. They're called optics now. Well, these optics are not good. But here's the thing. They're going to live forever. Exactly. And they will be in infamy. Exactly. Yeah. Carlin and the twins. I, I'm going to be. <laughs> can I wear sunglasses in those pictures? No. I don't think there's anything against that. Uh, but you're inside. Then you look like that guy. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to be gotta, that guy. Man, no, I've have, never been that guy. No, but you could have that that lovable, wild uncle kind of swag going on, man. I think it could work for you. You can play it up where this can be a win for Carlin. You can do it, dude. You can do it. Look I, at you this. Can do How it. can this be a win? If you put the sunglasses on and you party and you set off the reception, getting on the dance floor, like I'm telling you, you can play it up and you can win with this. Swag will take you almost all the way home. I'm Swag you. is a word I have never been associated with. Yeah, and I'm okay but you, with but, that. But you're going to get, not, not well, you're gonna have to get familiar with it. I you're going to have myself. to nuzzle up to Swag a little bit. Uh, listen, I will. Nuzzle up to gonna, it a little if bit. If you think yeah. I can navigate my way through this. But yeah. honestly, there have been times where I've looked at my wife, and she has a look on her face like, I'm going to cancel your flight. Like, <laughs> you're not going. You're not coming with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> I fully believe that. Because these... It, and you go to the doctor and you find out, oh, you've got two, not one. Like finding out you're having twins. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of canceling flights, yeah. sounds like Dak Prescott wants to cancel Cooper Rush's flight to Philadelphia this week. I tell you, he cannot get Cooper Rush out of there fast enough. And frankly, I get it. How did Dak get his job? 
You know? He took Tony Romo's job. Exactly. He was hurt. Hey, hey, he wants to get back on the field and reclaim his team yeah, as got, soon he, as he possible. Wally, he wally pipped Tony Romo. Uh, thank you for letting me vent there for a second. Look, yeah. with Dak, there is absolutely no question in my mind that there is a firm delineation between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. The Cowboys know it. Jerry Jones knows it. Everybody knows it. And while we might talk about continuing to play the hot hand, there is in no universe should there ever be a consideration of not playing Dak when he is healthy and ready to come back. Yeah, but I think it changes your timeline if Cooper Rush continues to win because you can give Dak Prescott every opportunity to get as close to 100% as he possibly can. Because let's be real with this, Carlin. He ain't 100% right now. Anytime you have a major surgery, it's going to take you some time to get back to 100%. And quite frankly, Carlin, he might not ever be 100% this season. But as Cooper Rush continues to stack W's, the Dallas Cowboys can afford to be patient. Now, if you're talking about him coming to Philly and losing this weekend, maybe you consider transitioning to Dak Prescott going into the Detroit Lions week, knowing that in two weeks you have a bye week and he'll have an opportunity to get even more rest after getting a couple of games under his belt. But... It doesn't make any sense to rush Dak Prescott out there when he's just now starting to practice this week. Mike McCarthy said he wanted him to have a full week of practice. It doesn't necessarily sound like he's going to have all of the reps that a normal starter would get during a game week and be prepared to play against the Philadelphia Eagles, which is one of the best pass rushes in all the NFL. Well, here's Mike on the situation as it stands. Dak Prescott will go through the quarterback school, uh, the movement drills and so forth, and he'll do some light throwing at the end of practice to the receivers. In your, as you stand here right now, Cooper is starting Sunday against the Eagles. We are preparing for Cooper to start against the Eagles. So the question really becomes, can they win with Cooper Rush at quarterback against the Eagles? I don't think they're going to win with Dak Prescott at 100% healthy in Philadelphia. Wow. I, I, I don't see that. statement. Do you think they're beating Philadelphia in Philadelphia? Jalen Hurts ain't beat the Dallas Cowboys since he became the starting quarterback of the Eagles. Oh, okay. So what is that, three games? Yeah, it's three games. Three games. Yeah. I, I understand that. Okay. We have sat here and talked about how good the Eagles are yeah. and how they're the best team in the league, and I'm not going to back off that this week. There's no doubt I don't expect them to go undefeated, but as I look at it at the moment, while it's a close game, give me the better team overall, and right now... The Philadelphia Eagles are the better team than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I would agree with that. The Philadelphia Eagles have the better roster, and they have the better quarterback if Cooper Rush is going to be the starter, which to me makes this a must-win situation if you're Jalen Hurts. Mm. You hadn't beaten the Dallas Cowboys since you became the starting quarterback of the Eagles. Everybody understands that the Eagles want to know whether or not they got their franchise quarterback, and this is the season they were going to find that out. That's why they made the trade for A.J. Brown in order to get him a true number one receiver. But that's also why they made the trade during the draft with the New Orleans Saints to pick up an extra first-round pick in 2023. So Jalen Hurts has a lot of show and prove, and this game goes a long ways to determining whether or not he is going to be the franchise guy. Because, Carlin, let's face it, every general manager wants to know, do I have a quarterback that can beat every team in the division because that's the surest path to being able to get to the postseason? Can this guy do this consistently? This is the best circumstance for Jalen Hurts is ever going to get to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I understand they have a really good defense. They have a really fearsome pass rush. Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts is going to have to try to find a way to be able to overcome that, navigate that, and be productive more so than what we saw in week three last year where it was ultimately a rout playing against the Dallas Cowboys down in uh, Jerry's world. See, 
I'm having trouble believing in the Cowboys' offensive philosophy as it has worked so far in this situation. Hmm. Like, we have talked about not wanting to throw the ball all over the lot, and they don't do that with Cooper Rush. No. And they need to do, and they need to get uh, more like they are right now once Dak Prescott comes back. Yeah. I don't look at this week and say, well, the Cowboys are going to be able to run it down their throats or the Cowboys are going to be able to um, really manufacture enough offense to win that game. On the flip side, I think the Eagles are going to have a really good chance to run on the Cowboys. I, I'd be surprised if the Eagles – I think that's that's an area that they can truly take advantage of in this game. Well, they should be able to run the football against the Cowboys. But, Carlin, I go back to that Week 3 game last year. And the reason I keep talking about Week 3 instead of Week 18 mm-hmm. is because Week 3 was the only game where both teams played all their starters. Yeah, okay, that so mattered. That mattered. That was yeah. the only game that mattered last year. The Philadelphia Eagles had one rush for minus two yards in the first quarter of that game. They had three rushes the entire first half of that game. They were down by, what, 17 points at halftime on their way to getting blown out by 20. Carlin, they should be able to run the football on paper. They should. Mm -hmm. And the weakness of that Dallas Cowboys defense is the run game. You want to take some steam out of those pass rushes, force them to play the run 30 to 35 times. All of that stuff makes sense. But the Philadelphia Eagles, for whatever reason, couldn't get the run game going against them last year. And so I'm curious to see well, whether I'm curious to see whether or not that is the case this season. Now that AJ Brown is there, now that we've seen mm. Devontae Smith step up, because that's going to ultimately affect the coverage that the Cowboys can play. And maybe you're talking about lighter boxes against the run game for the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll see what ends up happening. But that's one of those things that I'm watching. Like I think that the the Cowboys have more of an opportunity to run the football than people give them credit for. Remember, this is the same Eagles defense where the Lions ran for a buck 81 in the week one of the regular season. So it's not like this Eagles front has it all figured out. And the Cowboys have a commitment to the run. But if you're the Eagles, you're looking at the Cowboys. I mean, you're looking at the Cowboys in the same way as saying, we want to try to force Cooper Rush to beat us. But can they talk the Dallas Cowboys out of running the football? That's the thing that remains to be seen. Mm. The only way the Eagles offense can help their defense do that is by dictating the complexion of the game with the scoreboard. Because if you're up by double digits, you got to get away from the run game. If if the Cowboys lose this game, can they still win the division? Now, this is why last week I sat here and said it was much more important for the Cowboys to win that game because had they lost to the Rams – there was the potential this week of, in essence, falling three games back behind the Cowboys. If the Cowboys lose this game, a game back and the tiebreaker, can they win the division? I'm not ruling it out yet. Yeah, there's a lot of football left to be played, right, Carly? You're right. still talking about after this game, 11 games on the docket. So there's a ton of football left to be Two played. Two games is a lot. To make uh, up. But you got 11 games and you play, them, and you play them again. I know. So you I, got Listen, time. I'm with you. You got time. I'm with you. It's just, it, it's going to be very interesting to me to see how the dynamic shifts once Prescott is back. It's Cantia Carlin on ESPN Radio. And watch us on the ESPN app. We want you to be a part of the program. How do you do that? You join us on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Hit us up at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. 
Canty. I'm looking at the Bills game against the Chiefs this week, <laughs> and I'm getting excited. Are you really? I'm getting excited. Okay. And I'm wondering, have we all, just because it's the regular season, forgotten about the Buffalo Bills a little bit? And I know that's going to sound strange, but, you know, it's funny. We have not been talking about them for a few weeks. It, it, I mean, we talk about how great Kansas City has been. We have talked about how the rest of the conference is kind of, I don't want to say in shambles, but it's getting a little harder to figure out when you look at the Chargers and you look at teams who have really taken it on the chin. And then you look at all of a sudden the New York Jets are three and two. Not that they're catching the Bills, but you get the point. Mm. We, it's kind of like we have turned our heads to the Bills for a few minutes. They get this game against Kansas City. And I... I really still believe that the Buffalo Bills are the better team, and I I think it's by a pretty good margin. I, I really do. Mahomes, don't get me wrong, he closes that gap on everything. Mm. I'm still at the point right now where the Bills still have a considerable edge over the Chiefs, and this is a big game for them to go and win. But, Carlin, we said that last year. And the Buffalo Bills went into Kansas City in the regular season, and they won that game. Didn't matter in the divisional round. No. Didn't matter. And so I, I get where everybody is saying that the Bills have a better roster top to bottom, and, and they do. But the Bills are not a team without warts. The Bills aren't great in the red zone. That's a product of not having a really good running game. Mm-hmm. The Bills defensively aren't great on third down. They, they've got to figure that piece of it out. Now, with that pass rush, you would think it would be a lot better. They're allowing opponents to convert a 40% clip on third down. That's a money down. you got to be able to get off the field. And with a quarterback like Pat Mahomes, that deficiency gets exacerbated because this guy is the king of the second reaction play. And even without Tyreek Hill, he's deadly. And he showed that in the Monday night game where he was able to move around, buy time for guys to uncover downfield. We saw that throw that he had to MVS. We saw the touchdown throws to Travis Kelsey, like the the throws that he's made to Juju Smith-Schuster, Justin Watson. I I mean, he seems to be able to find guys while he's on the move at a level that no other quarterback is capable of. And so when we start talking about force multipliers and a team being greater than the sum of its parts – that is the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. There's a reason why they've hosted four consecutive AFC championship games. So regardless of the outcome on Sunday night, I, I, I don't know that it's going to be a different result in terms of the team to beat once we get to the postseason in the AFC. So you don't think it matters at all to, if the Bills go and lose this game? The Bill, the, Well, it, might, it matters more to the Bills than it does to the Chiefs because the Bills were the ones that were saying, you know what, well, we, we know that even if we beat Kansas City in Kansas City, it doesn't matter unless we do it in the playoffs. And they said that last year. We heard that last year. Mm-hmm. And what happened? 13 seconds is what happened. A throw to Tyreek Hill and a throw to Travis Kelsey and a Harrison Butker 50-yard field goal is what happened to put it into overtime. Then what happened? Pat Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, let's chuck the deuces and get out of here. Like, we, we, we know what it is. So why do we keep trying to assign this level of success to the Buffalo Bills and saying that they're the team to beat? where they ain't knocked off the team to beat in the AFC in the last four years, and and the team to beat in the AFC has clearly been the Kansas City Chiefs. Why are we doing that? I think we're doing that because the Bills look a lot more talented. They look a lot more talented than the Chiefs. I think a lot of people like me look at how they lost in the playoff game, and 
look, they lost the game. That's ultimately what matters. Yeah. It was freakish what happened at the end of that game. It was freakish. You say it's freakish, Carlin? You say it's freakish. But you're playing a couple of freaks. But in that's a good my way. point. Yes. It's freakish. But <laughs> we said the same thing about being down by 17 to the Houston Texans a few years ago in the divisional round. And what did Pat Mahomes do? All right, but I didn't they, say that. I, they, I, no, no, hold on. Let me, let me, no, no, no. Let me finish. I didn't let say me the same thing about the Texans. Let, let, no, no, the Texans. No. Uh, that, that was, I know Watson was coming, but come on. All right. I know. Carlin, it, the, the point notwithstanding, look at how big they were down early in that game. Mm-hmm. They didn't just come back and barely beat the Houston Texans. They boat raced them. They destroyed them. All right? When you start talking about quarterbacks that have had double-digit deficits, nobody wins at a higher clip than Pat Mahomes. The second-best quarterback since the merger when it comes to being able to win, having a double-digit deficit at any point in the game is Tom Brady. He wins at 38%. Pat Mahomes wins at 57%. So when he's down by 10 or more, 57% 57% of the time, he comes back to win the damn game. That So when we start talking about freakish and that playoff game in the divisional bound being an anomaly, it might be an anomaly for the other 31 quarterbacks, but not for Pat Mahomes. And that's my point. That's why I have a hard time crowning the Buffalo Bills as the team to beat, but, even though they have a more complete roster top to but bottom. But let's be clear. I'm not crowning the Bills. You are like, crowning them. No, I'm not. Everybody's I, what crowning. I'm saying about the Bills is... When I look at them top to bottom, they look like the best team. They should be the best team. And you know as much as I do that in theory, on paper, when the Bills are healthy, they're a better overall. Let me tell you something about, let me tell you something about that paper. Let me tell you something about that I paper. Know. Let me tell you I something know. about that paper. I know. Let me tell you something. The best players don't always make the best teams, but the best teams always win. That's what Bill Parcells used to always say. 2011, the New York Giants were not the most talented team. Who won, well, the Super Bowl do, in 20, look, who won the Super Bowl in 2011? Yeah. The only team not to win double digits in the regular season to win a Super Bowl yep. to this day. That was the team that I was on. We weren't the most talented team, but we, had, we were a team that was greater than the sum of its parts. And we were able to figure it out. And we were able to have force multipliers on that squad. Guys stepped up and made plays at the most opportune times. That's what we routinely see with the Kansas City Chiefs, with Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Well, everybody made these proclamations or decisions based on losing Tyreek Hill, based on the offseason, based on all this stuff. But we're not so, ready to admit that that's wrong already? They, I mean, listen, through, listen, the, first five, through, the, first, through the first five weeks of the season. It was wrong to underestimate them. That's my point. Through the first yeah. five weeks of the season, they are the leaders in offensive EPA by far. Yep. Number two is not even close. Well, I listen, they have, they have done a really good, a much better job than I ever would have expected sure. with the pass rush mm-hmm. on defense. I still think their defense at some point is going to be a problem. I still believe that. Yeah, they're going to get some guys back healthy. And, you know? like they're still waiting on a first-round draft pick to come back. We'll see what ends up happening. With and them. let's be clear. This is not the game to me that determines who's going to win the AFC. This is a game that is exceptionally important to the Buffalo Bills to make sure that they are still on the right path. In other words, that they're still going to go into Kansas City beat the Chiefs there, and not take any sort of mental step back of doubting where they are and who they are this year, especially after their injuries. They're always going to have that doubt in their back of their mind until they actually do it. 
And they okay, know, well, and I, don't, Kansas, to, I can, don't need to foster that can, doubt right now. That's Kansas what I mean. And the Kansas City Chiefs are the boogeyman for the Buffalo yes. Bills. Yes, but yeah. I don't need to foster the doubt right now. All right. That's okay. all I'm saying. Well, I have no doubt that our producer, Evan Wilder, is trying to get us to break. So please, Maestro, if you will. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. What will the Bills-Chiefs game tell you and... Can the Cowboys still win the division if they lose this week? Can they win in Philadelphia with Cooper Rush? Up next, though, after a game one wins, uh, Canty still has zero confidence in Garrett Cole. We will find out (laughs) if a former Yankee thinks he is out of his mind. That's next. Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Dan Schulman, right here on ESPN Radio. Frankly, you knew the game was over at that point. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. One guy who has been in that spot, he is a former Yankee. He is a two-time All-Star, Major League third baseman. He was a home run derby champion, but most importantly... Rutgers great. And he's a hell of a dresser, by the way. That, oh, you did saw you, him this did morning. Did you see him on Get Up this morning? I did. <laughs> he looks good. He is Todd Frazier who joins us right now. Todd, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. What's going on, brother? How are you? Good, good. How you guys holding up, man? We're good. We're good. So let's get right to it with Garrett Cole last night. Canty, as a Yankee fan, still needs to be convinced about Garrett Cole and his trustworthiness in the postseason. Uh, should last night convince him? Yes, yes, and no. I, I think last night was uh, was a good start. We all know how good he does against the Indians. Let's see when they move on. One more start. Let's see how he goes, and then then Canty can make his own decisions. But I, I think he's going to be the, you know, the Garrett Cole of old. I do think he's going to be back, but at the same time, he does do well against this one team. So we're going to have to see uh, after another start for sure. Todd, we actually saw a surprise a little bit in yesterday's postseason games with the Mariners losing after they were able to get to Justin Verlander a little bit early in that matchup. Scott Service makes a questionable call with going with Robbie Ray at the end of that game to try to close it out. Did you agree with that in that moment to make that decision? 
Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Robbie Ray's ever been there before. So uh, it's one of those, hey, man, I'm going to go with a guy who's, who's actually pitched uh, a long time now. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's ever closed before. So it's kind of a tough. I know they have the bullpen cut by committee. They got Munoz, um, who, who struggled a little bit uh, the last couple outings. But I, I think you give him another shot. He's got some electric stuff. But, you know, he was stoic in his, in his uh, press conference afterwards. You know, he didn't get really too uptight. I guess he knows his team better than I do. But, uh, yeah, it's um, when you go bullpen by committee, you, I mean, it's a flip of a coin who you really want to put up there. And, you know, right now it did backfire. Todd, this is kind of a twofold question to follow up on that. Number one, asking guys to do things that they don't normally do, especially in this situation, how difficult is that? And how difficult is it to recover from that kind of loss? Yeah, I, I think it's difficult in a way where they haven't been there. But at the same time, when you make the playoffs, you're going to do anything to win a World Series. I know you see Madison Bumgarner came back on like two days rest and throw four or five innings. Uh, you you see starters leave after the first inning. I've been a part of that where Severino didn't even make it out of the first in a wild card game. And we had our, you know, our relievers coming back. Uh, I mean, they pitched, uh, what was it, eight and two-thirds innings. Um, and how do you come back from it? I don't know. This is going to be a really hard one to swallow. They had a day off today to understand really what happened. Uh, I could tell you this, there wasn't much sleeping going on last night or this morning. So, um We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I think this is, uh, this is a really hard one to take, and we'll see if they can come back from this. I, I don't think they will. Todd, are you surprised that the Phillies lineup was able to get to Max Freed the way they did? I mean, in three and a third innings pitch, they hit him eight times, and they've got three runs off him, three earned runs off him. Are you a little, excuse me, four earned runs off him. Are you a little bit surprised that they were able to have that kind of success against Max in the Braves? Yeah, I was. I was. I knew they did well against the Cardinals, um, but – Going into Atlanta, Darton Suarez, he's not one of your top guys who actually pitched a heck of a game uh, holding their offense at bay. Um, it looked like Max, was, he wasn't throwing as hard either. I think he was down like, um, you know, 1.3 miles on his fastball. I don't know if that makes that big of a difference, but usually in the playoffs you're kind of amped up and you throw a little harder. So maybe that didn't make the all-speed pitchers look uh, that much electric. But at the same time, I was surprised. It's a big step forward for Philly, uh, but we'll see uh, with, with Wright going on the mound here soon um, if they could hold up. And my man, uh, Zach Wheeler, he's a stud. So there's going to be some battles going on in these playoffs, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right, let's talk about Zach for a second. It's Todd Frazier, two-time All-Star and baseball analyst for ESPN. Todd, uh, with Wheeler in particular, how much pressure here is on the Braves to make sure they even up this series uh, before they're all of a sudden back in Philadelphia down two games to none? Yeah, this is their this is their biggest game. You know, five game series. All you got to do all you got to do is win three games. So. Zach Wheeler going. He throws hard. He's got great off-speed pitches. He pins, but he's got a heavy fastball. I like to say it gets on you in a hurry. And um, Atlanta's been there before. I know they're missing Albies and a couple guys, but they did come back. They made a good comeback. If they can get to that bullpen early, I like Atlanta's chances with uh, right on the mound, who had a heck of a year so far. So we'll see what happens. They get to that bullpen. Uh, there's going to be some uh, some electricity in the air there for sure. Some fireworks. Todd, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes. Enjoy the playoffs. All right, guys. Have a good one.
Todd Frazier, former Major League Baseball two-time All-Star and baseball analyst for ESPN. That's the road to the World Series. It's going through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'm sorry. <laughs> I- I'm watching the end of that game yesterday. Yeah. The, the Mariners-Astros game, you're toast. It's over. Yeah. I don't see how any team, especially one that hasn't been to the playoffs in 21 years, is ever going to be able to respond from a loss like that. That was absolutely brutal for the Mariners yesterday. Yeah, how do you have any confidence that you're going to be able to close out a game, especially when you take a commanding lead like they did against the Astros? You have zero. And then, Carlin, you know, listen, forgive me for saying this. I know there are a lot of Mets fans out there that ain't going to like this, but anytime. Your plan to close out a game includes Paul Seawald <laughs> pitching high leverage innings. That, that, that's, nope. that, that's, that's not going to work out for you. Nope. nope that's nope, not nope, going to work nope, out for nope, you. Nope. Nope. Now, nope, I don't know nope. if Scott Service had any better options, but it just, it just felt like once the, once, once you start, once he hit that batter, you kind of knew that the rally was on for the Houston Astros. You kind of knew that that was going to be one of those games that Houston was going to figure out a way to win. And as a Yankees fan, that would have been the only thing that would have made yesterday that much better for my team. The fact that we were able to win and Garrett Cole didn't implode, but then also our our rival in the Houston Astros would have been down 0-1 in this series against the Mariners. But that's not the case because they mismanaged the back end of their bullpen. Canty, I hate the idea, hate it, of asking somebody to do something that they've never really done before. And when you look at Robbie yeah. Ray, yeah. we are talking about – 225 career games, 221 of which are starts. Mm-hmm. And the last relief appearance came in 2020 in a, a season where he only pitched five games. Yeah, The other three were in his rookie year. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't care what the matchup is. Scott Service is, is overplaying his hand there. Can't do it. Well, Can't you know, Well, you know why you got him, right? I, I mean, you got Robbie Ray for the same reason you got Luis Castillo. Yep. You needed front-line starting pitching. That's why you got him. Don't ask the guy to do that. That's not his lane. This is not game seven of the World Series. That's not his lane, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) This is not the Diamondbacks in 01 turning to Randy Johnson for an inning. Yeah. After game seven. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small businesses or your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with our easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Next, Patrick Mahomes is a home dog for the first time ever. You know what that has us thinking? Are the Chiefs all of a sudden a good bet or a bad bet? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Well, this is irony or it's fitting or it's, I I don't know what it is. It's fate. It's fate. (laughs) BetMGM is now the official sports betting partner of the Cincinnati Reds. And this agreement between BetMGM and the Reds includes plans to open a retail sports book at Great American Ballpark. Let's go! Let's go! It's the second one in a Major League Stadium. I knew Nationals Park in D.C. Uh had one already. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one is now going to be open in Cincinnati. So just to, you know, paint the picture complete, Pete Rose can't get anywhere near the ballpark. 
But there's that there. And uh, listen, I'll be the first to say, I am not backing up Pete Rose here. Pete, no, you, Pete can't Rose, back, you can't back Pete Rose. Pete Rose has done a lot of bad things in his life. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. But, Chris, like, it, it is funny to me that we have reached this point Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In our society where you still can't gamble if you're a major league player, which I get. And I get why they're against it, but it is funny that there's a sports book right in the stadium now. Yeah, it, it is a little bit ironic, but I just keep thinking back to, I think it was Phil Castellini, the son of the owner for the yeah. Reds. Who said, yeah, we don't have a good team, but what the hell else are the fans going to do? Exactly. <laughs> just, like, now, they're going to watch us anyway. They're going to watch us anyway. Now I guess we have a way to make it entertaining for them. <laughs> play some bets. See if they can make some coin. Go with the under for the Reds team total. And let's see if that can generate some interest. Oh I mean, my that, God. Must, that must be the way to go. That's Reds, right. We're going to put the book, the sports book, in the stadium. Reds under 71 and a half wins. Let's go. Let's go. Why not? Listen, I love it. I, it can't be that long, and I don't. Maybe there already are some somewhere. Uh-huh. I know this is the only sports book in uh, baseball besides the Nats, but there have to be some kiosks that are coming here soon. I think they've got them in Europe already. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's coming, Carlin. I mean, you go to any you can of these sit stadiums, in your seat and still do it with your phone. Well, you can do it with your phone, depending on where you're at. But you can go to any of these stadiums, and they've got DraftKings lounges, they've got FanDuel lounges, and now you know MGM is going to have the the uh, the sports book there in the actual park. But I I mean it's a, it's inevitable. Like everybody in major sports knows that this is where the industry is going. It's generating hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars. Why not be able to get in on this if you're one of these owners of this club? It's another revenue stream. I mean, the NFL has embraced it, and 15 years ago, you can tell that they were they were anything but willing to talk about sports gambling. But now, you can't find an owner in the National Football League that doesn't have a stake in one of these betting entities. So, this is the way of the world. There's no putting a genie back in the lamp. This is what's going to be a part of this culture, the fabric of sports for the foreseeable. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, I am really interested to see how this plays out with my play of the night. Mm. And I will explain in just a moment. But let's get you appropriately prepared for it. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Garland's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, we got to get back on the winning track, big fella. We do. Uh, we did not hit our parlay the other night. That was extremely disappointing that yes. all of a sudden 
you know, the the Raiders decided to become the 1950s version of themselves. And we run were on track Josh to Jacobs. get what we wanted. We were texting during the game. We were saying we need overtime because Derek Carr needs to get closer to over 38 and a half pass attempts. That's what we were waiting on, Carlin. And we yeah. needed a couple of more catches from Devontae. But we were getting there. There was a path there. And it was taken from us by Josh McDaniel's bonehead decision to go for two when kicking the extra point would have tied the game. Yep. Why, Carlin? Because I, you don't have faith in your defense? Well, here's the thing. Your defense got the stop, which would have gave you another opportunity to win the game had you tied it in the first place. It's sickening, Carlin, when you think about it. It's dis- disgusting. Disgusting is a word. Disgusting. Well, here's where I'm at today. I love Zach Wheeler today for the Phillies. The Ooh. Phillies have something cooking. And Zach Wheeler is from the Atlanta area. Now, when it was Turner Field, he owned Turner Field. Yeah. They may as well have renamed it Wheeler Field <laughs> because he had an ERA of like 1.98 at Turner Field. Yeah. Uh, last couple of years, he had not been great at Truist Park, but this year figured it out, went 2-0 and this year, gave up three runs in 13 and two-third. His whip, .95. Oh, that's outstanding. That's 11 and, and averaging 11, almost 12 strikeouts per nine innings. Let's ride Wheeler today because he's an underdog. Plus 118. Ooh. Phillies on the money line today. Phillies on the money line. Love it. That, Love it. That is your Carlin play of the day. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get right to it. A little bit more wagering with Good Bet Bad Bet. We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Well, we're going to leave it to our man Evan Wilner to ask us the questions. Is this a good bet or is this a bad bet? Evan is here to host. Evan, how are you? Hi, I'm good. So Patrick Mahomes is a underdog for the first time ever at home. It's been 41 straight starts where he was a favorite. That includes the playoffs this week. They're a three-point dog at home against the Bills. Are the Chiefs a good bet or a bad bet, Chris Carlin? I mean, I can't ever say the Chiefs are a bad bet when they're they're an underdog at home. But I'm going to say it today. Wow. I'm riding the Buffalo Bills because twofold. Number one, of course they'd win this game because it's a regular season game. Mm-hmm. And it ultimately would. If this was a playoff game, I'd be absolutely riding the Chiefs here. That's number one. And I do think, number two, that the Bills need it for their psyche. I do think they need to win this game to continue to prove that they are capable of winning there. Eventually, if you lose this game, it casts a little more doubt into your mind for the postseason. Yeah, that sounds all well and good. Give me the Chiefs, and I'll take the three points. Thank you very much. I think they're going to win outright. 70% of America agrees with me. That's where the cash is on the Kansas City Chiefs, plus the oh, three points. Oh, now we care what America thinks. Well, most of the time America's wrong, but not in this instance because they see greatness. They know what it is. Pat Mahomes is just on a different level, and you're now starting to see that without having Tyreek Hill in the fold. Like, he's taking his game to a different stratosphere, Carlin. This is a different animal than what we've seen before, and that's a scary proposition. Good bet, bad bet, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The over-under tomorrow night and Thursday night football for the Commanders and the Bears is 38 and a half. 
Betting the over. Good bet or bad bet? Oh, that's a horrible bet. Yeah, no, I wouldn't no, no, go no, anywhere near that. If it was 15, I might bet the under. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm straight on that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm straight on that. That's a bad bet. Bad bet. Next. The Cowboys plus six against the Eagles. Good bet, bad bet. Plus six. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to take I'm going to take the six points in this spot. I don't think the Cowboys will win the game, but I think it will be a close game. Absolutely. Give me the six. Nah, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. They're going to run the ball to the Cows going home. I'll lay the six points. Philadelphia's Eagles take care of business against a backup quarterback in the league. So an abbreviated version of good bet, bad bet. But what's most important here? You got the information that you need to make good decisions. That's all we can present you with, my friends.